Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. This morning the word of God is coming to us in a special way. Through this word we'll be building our houses upon the rock. Hallelujah. This morning we are really blessed because we are going to hear from a man of God a man that God has raised throughout many years and experiences in many countries from the United Kingdom God called him as a missionary and then he went to Botswana to start our church in Botswana from Botswana he was sent on an assignment to South Africa from South Africa, he received another assignment in Ghana. So all the way from South Africa to Ghana on the mountain, Mampong, ABMTC, he stayed there and served. And from there, our prophet sent him from Mampong to Bibieni. In Bibieni, he stayed there and served and pastored the church there. And from Bibieni, God sent him to the Kodesh right here in this room and by the grace of God he is the convener of the QFC denomination ladies and gentlemen in some few minutes we'll be calling our convener who is going to speak to us but before he comes we want to sing a song of faith that nothing is impossible when we put our trust in God well are we ready Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. We are singing together, nothing. Nothing is impossible when you trust in His Word. Hearken to the voice. Hearken to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard for me? Don't you lift up your hands and just thank God this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Give him thanks. Give him praise. Give him glory. He is worthy. 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 
speak some tongues just by you beloved building up yourself for your most holy faith pray in the holy ghost in his name, in his name, Adore Spirit of the living God, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. What a privilege, what an honor to be here once again and to share your word. Spirit of the Lord, I commend myself unto your hands. Use me, speak through me your word. I thank you. I give you praise. My prayer is that, Lord, we will not only be hearers, but doers of the word. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Well, we are talking about the tithe. Why non-tithing Christians become poor and how tithing Christians can become rich. Hallelujah. And I believe that our pastor... Bishop Nia Jeduama set us up very wonderfully and powerfully last week. So our attempt to continue a little. Hallelujah. Amen. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1. Behold, I send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me and the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 2. Um, um, can, you, can you change the version? If you can give us NESB. NESB. Thank you. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? You know, he's asking a question. Who can endure the day of God's coming? And who can stand when he appears? It's like who can stand in his presence? Hallelujah. So he has asked the question. And I'm sure he will answer it as we read. So please take notice. For he is like a refiner's fire and like the fullest soap. He will sit as a smelter and purifier of silver and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver 
so that they may present to the Lord offerings in righteousness. Verse 4. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. Then I will draw nigh to you for judgment. Look at it. When they bring the offerings, he is going to do something. He will draw nigh to them. Hallelujah. And I will be a swift witness against the sorcerer against the adulterer so in one breath those who serve him in the temple with their offerings he will draw near to them and then in another bread he gives a list of people that he's going to judge or come against who he won't draw near to and they are the adulteress hallelujah against those who swear falsely Against those who oppress the wage earner in his wages. Against the widow and the orphan. And those who turn aside the alien. And do not fear me. Do not fear me. So, you, you remember the question that he asked. Please go back to the question. I hope you are following me upstairs. Go back to the question. I believe it's in verse 2. Verse 2. Please follow me. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? Like who can stand in the presence of God? So he tells us those who can and those who can't. Are you following me so far? All right. Let's go back to where we were before. What verse was that? 6. Five, go to five before we come here. So he mentions the adulterer. Please take note of the list. The adulterer, those who swear falsely, those who oppress the wage earner in his wages, like you're a master and then you don't give people their due. The widow, those who oppress widows, those who oppress orphans. And those who turn aside the alien, like when we have strangers in our midst, maybe like a foreigner, how do you treat them? God is very mindful of that. And then those who don't fear God, hallelujah, says the Lord of hosts. Continue. For I, the Lord, do not change, therefore, O sons, therefore you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. Verse 7. For from the days of your fathers, you have turned aside, look at it, from my statutes and have not kept my statutes. So what were these statutes that they have turned aside that God is angry at? It says, return unto me and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? So they had done something wrong and God had gone away from them. But now God is telling them to return. But you see, they were not aware that God had left them. 
You know, many times as Christians, as a body of Christ, if we are not constantly in the fear of God and keeping his statutes, God can leave. The presence of the Holy Spirit can leave us and we will not be aware. Because we are used to singing, we are used to praying, we are used to all the things. And we will think that, oh, where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of them. But sometimes God can be away. And so God had left them, but they didn't know. So it's like, God says, return and I will return. Then it's like, ah, what have we done? So let's continue. They didn't know. So now they are realizing that Asuma and God is not there. God is not with them. And then seven, seven. Let me finish the last part of seven. But you say, how shall we return? So you need to correct what you have done for him to leave, for him to be able to return. I don't know if I'm saying the right words. So they were asking God that how are they going to return? And then in verse 8, God tells them this. Then God asks a question. You know, God is very humorous, you know. He, he, they ask a question and then in trying to answer the question, God also asks a question. You know, sometimes you are chatting with somebody, maybe with your wife, and then, and then he asks you a question, and then you also ask a question. It's like, ah, I'm asking you a question, you two, you're asking me a question. But it's God. It's correct. Hallelujah. Will a man rob God? Will a man rob God? No, you think about it. Maybe you can rob a, a, a human being, but I mean, will you rob God? Please put back the scripture. Yet you are robbing me. You see, the English word there yet presupposes that they don't know what they are doing. And they think that it's not something that they can do. Do you see? It's like, I'll rob, I may rob my, my mother or my father or my friend, but God, no. Do you understand? So it's like, it's ahead of. It's not something we can do. But that's why it says, yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? How? God, can we rob you? No, we can't rob you. No, you are robbing me. How? In tithes and offerings. In tithes and offerings. Hallelujah. Jump to verse 16 because of time. When you have time, you read the whole thing. It, it, see, it's a wonderful picture. We normally just pick verse 8 and then we go the blessings and all that. But when you start from verse 1 coming, you see that it's a picture. Because he asks you, who are those who will dwell in the presence of the Lord? Who are those who are going to be with God? And then he tells you, those who are righteous, those who are covenanting with God with their sacrifice of offerings and tithes. And then you notice that there are some people, they don't fear God. Are you hearing me? 16. Then those who fear the Lord, spoke to one another and the Lord gave attention and heard it 
And a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who esteem his name. Verse 17. They will be mine. You see, this morning before I talked to you about how non-tithers become financially useless, I'm just bringing you an intro. That people who don't pay their tithe don't fear God. They don't fear God. And God says that it is those who fear me who are mine. I have a relationship with them. These are my, when I'm looking for my children, when I look for those who can really stand in my presence and we can have a real relationship, is those who fear me. Hallelujah. Psalm 25, verse 12. Psalm 25, verse 12. I hope you are following me. Yeah. Psalm 25, verse 12. Very quickly. But what man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he should choose. So the person who fears God, God is very much interested in him or her. Continue, verse 13. We are going to 14. His soul shall dwell at ease. Look at it. His soul shall dwell at ease. Now, this is a background, so I really need you to keep it because I'll be saying a lot of other things. But this is the background. His soul shall dwell at ease. The person who fears God and covenants with the Lord in his offerings and in his tithes, he says he shall be at ease. That's why Bishop Oedipo says that if you pay your tithe, you cannot be tight. You cannot be tight. Never. Because he has said in his word, you will be at ease. Continue. And his seed shall inherit the earth. It's not only you, not knowing that you are investing for your children. That's, the devil knows this. That's why he brings a lot of questions. Is Old Testament, is this, is that. Come on. You see, when you love somebody, eh, nothing is too much. Really. If you love somebody and have a relationship with the person, nothing is too much. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Nothing is too much. I mean, nothing is too much. If you remember the time you started Beloved Dozen, you see that you, you were doing things that you know that you would otherwise not do. Oh? Yeah. Because you are falling in love. But you see, as time goes on, as time goes on, so that's what happened to the children of Israel. As time goes on, they left off. Yes. That's why they had to return. They had fear. You see, a certain fear leaves you. And many Christians don't fear God, I'm telling you. Verse 14. Verse 14. I like this one. The secret of the Lord is what? I can't hear you. It's what? Help me preach. It's what? And Nutra said, God will show you things, your life. He'll be showing you secrets, how you can become financially useful, how you can be blessed, how you can do this, how you can do that. 
decisions you need to make in your life, he will be revealing them to you. Because you fear him. And you see, when you fear God, you do certain things. That's the point that I'm coming to. When you fear God, you do certain things. You, you, you do certain things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you fear God, one of the things you do is that you, you become fully committed to him. Second Chronicles chapter 16 verse 9. 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. NESB. NESB. Change the version. Change. For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support Look at it. Those whose heart is completely his. Like you are fully and totally committed to the Lord. You are sold out to him. Now if you are sold out to the Lord, paying tithe is the least of the things. So if you are struggling to pay it, you have not started. Your journey with God has not started. Yes. Please bring back the scripture. You see, when you are fully committed, there is nothing that you hold back. You don't hold back anything. So, and I'm saying that the time, like 10% of your increase, is the least of the things that you think about holding back. Is the least. Is the least. Hallelujah. Is the least of the things. Amen. Now, when we look at, the Bible says that through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. And it says that there are some people whose faith we must follow. Okay? There are some people whose faith we must follow. They are, they are in the Bible, but there are some also in our, amongst us. You, you, you didn't get what I said. There are people in the, like Abraham. I'm going to shortly talk to you about Abraham. Okay, Noah. There are people whose faith we must follow. Jesus Christ, who is the ultimate. But um, in our midst also, there are people who have followed, who have set a good example that we can copy from. Who fear God enough. Who are sold out to God. Hallelujah. You know, you know the scripture that says that blessed are the poor in spirit, for they will what? Eh? They will... Are you sure what you are seeing in scripture? Somebody was saying the word. Okay, so the scripture is there. For this is the kingdom of heaven. Now, I thought that we are supposed to be rich in spirit. If you are poor in spirit, what does it mean? Like you have 
your mind or our understanding of poverty is I have less of something. Is that not the case? So when you are poor in spirit, how can you inherit the earth, um, heaven, the kingdom of heaven, when you are poor in spirit? But you see, I was thinking about this scripture, and I believe the Holy Spirit told me something. You know, who do we refer to as rich countries and poor countries? The poor countries, what is characteristic about poor countries? Can somebody help me? Think, 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 think. They are what? They are what? Poor countries are always depending on somebody. A poor person is always thinking that this person is going to give me money. This person is looking, is depending on somebody. So you see, this scripture, poor in spirit means somebody who is always, always looking to God. Always depending on God. Always his trust is in God. He's always looking to God. He, he fears God enough. He's always thinking about God. That, that's what this scripture means. Poverty in the spirit. Yes. 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 So it's like I don't have enough of him. I want more. I want more of the spirit of God. I want more. So I'm always, anything that will bring me closer, I'll do it. So you see, even without a lot of biblical teaching, just your love for God and the fact that you want to be with him. It's a tight. Not a problem. It's not a problem at all. So a problem that you said there will be meat in your house so that the work of God can go on. Ah, it's not, it, it, I don't have to argue. But you see people arguing. Hey, I have a meat. He said, doctor, if a blessed person, but you see him arguing about the tithe. Meanwhile, you, you have not paid tithe even before. But he's disturbed for us who are paying the tithe. That's why I told you that people who don't pay tithing, you don't fear God. You are very far away from God. Hallelujah. Let me continue my time. Now, let's look at Abraham. Abraham. Genesis chapter 14, verse 17. Very quickly. I'll read this and then we'll go to Hebrews. I want to show you something. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from slaughter of Chedolaoma and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shavi, which is the king's dale. Next verse. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was a priest of the Most High God. Next verse. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Continue. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him heights of all. This is the first incident recorded in the Bible where somebody is giving tithes. And that was Abraham. And he gave the tithes to the high priest, Melchizedek. Hallelujah. Now, Paul records this story or this incident in Hebrews. And I want to show you something there. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 5. And verily, they that are the sons of Levi, 
who receive the office of the priesthood have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law. All right? That is of their brethren, though they come out of the loins of Abraham. So we are commanded to receive the tithes. Next verse. But he whose descent is not counted for, for, from them received tithes of Abraham. Now, look at it very closely. He whose dis descent is not counted from them, from the Levites, received tithes of Abraham. He's talking about Melchizedek. And blessed him that had the promises. Who did he bless? Abraham. That had the promises. Next verse. And without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. You see, let's, 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 uh, let me just say something about 7-7. You know, we have to understand there are, there are higher people in our midst that we have to honor because without contradiction, the less is blessed of the greater. So, when you hear people or somebody making a certain comment about your man of God or somebody that God has placed higher, be careful not to join them. Because he's a lesser person. Don't follow the lesser. Hmm. I said, don't follow the lesser. It will not help you. There are levels in, the, in, in Christianity, in the ranks of, of men of God. It's clear. Paul was speaking. It's very clear. He says, Abraham was blessed by the high priest who was higher, which is Melchizedek. And he's the one who blessed him. You need a higher authority, your father, your pastor, to bless you. Now, if you are cursing this person, how can he bless you? Okay, next verse. Next verse. And here, men that die. Are you following me so far? Men who die. Remember, Abraham gave Melchizedek the high priest the tithe, and he blessed him. Now, Paul reports this, and then he's going further to, to, to make a certain uh, uh, conclusion, which I want to bring to you. He says, here, where? On the earth. Men die. Here, men that die receive the tithe. So men who, are, who die are the ones, like us. We are, we are the ones who receive the tithe. But there, he received them, of whom it is witness that he liveth. Who do you think he's talking about? Who is he talking about? Eh? Think about it. He's talking about a certain high priest. Obviously, it's not Melchizedek. Who is he talking about? Eh? Jesus Christ. Next verse. You are not convinced. And as I may say so, Levi also, who received the tithe, paid tithes in Abraham. Next verse. For he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Okay. If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron. You see, he's, 
alluding to the high priesthood of Jesus Christ and the fact that as Melchizedek received the tithe, now the person who is receiving the, the tithe is Christ Jesus. I'm telling you. That is why in Matthew 23 verse 23, Jesus told them that yes, I understand, I agree, there are weightier matters like judgment, love, etc. But the tithe must also be paid. There are levels, yes, I agree. But the tithe, it says, you should have done this, but not leave this one undone. I, I personally think that Jesus paid tithe. I'll tell you why. This is the reason why. Jesus thought about it. And in Acts 1.1, Luke writing, he said what Jesus began to do and to teach. I don't think that Jesus taught something that he didn't do. I think everything that he taught, he was an example of. I personally think that Jesus paid tithe. And now, he's the one who is receiving the tithe. You don't seem to believe me. No problem. No problem. Maybe one day, when we get to heaven, it shall be revealed. But you see, Paul is saying it very clearly. Because he's alluding to the high priest Melchizedek. And then he's talking about somebody. He says he's now living. He's, he's now living. Is Christ. Hallelujah. So you are doing something that Jesus Christ himself is the one receiving it. And somebody will be convincing you that it's not necessary. You know these pastors who have come. When you, you suffer to go and pay your tithe, then they will go and buy a nice car to ride. Allow them to buy their nice cars. Okay. You do what you have to do. You, you didn't hear what I said. You see, read your Bible though. You know, one day Jesus was advising somebody that, ah, can he not use his money for what he wants? Leave him to use his money for what he wants. You see, it's God who judges. And I don't know why you want to take, you know, recently one of our friends, colleagues became a judge. It's not a small thing. When he was describing the things, and even the security thing, many things, to become a judge is not a small thing. Yes. And you, you have become a judge. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. Let's be careful. Church, let's be careful. You see, many of us don't fear God. Don't fear God. And like they, God had left them and they didn't even know. Sometimes, you see, you come to church, maybe you are a center leader, you are going through motions. But maybe God has left you long time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hmm. Hallelujah. Well, before I give you the points, there's one last thing I want to talk about, which is covenant. You know, I believe that the tithe is a covenant that you can make with the Lord. And you see, Psalm, Psalm 50 verse 1. Psalm 50 verse 1. Let me show you something. Psalm 50 verse 1. The mighty God, even the Lord, has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. Verse 2. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God has shined. Verse 3. Our God shall come and shall not keep silent. A fire shall devour before him and it shall be very tempestuous around him. Verse 4. 
Verse 5. Gather my sins together unto me. Those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. NESB. 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 It says, gather my godly ones. Those who have made a covenant with me. How? By their sacrifice. Those who have made a covenant. That is why, you see, when Jacob realized that God was in the place, he made, he made a sacrifice. To have a covenant with the Lord. Noah, after the flood, he made a covenant with the Lord by raising an altar and giving offerings. Hallelujah. Now, these are examples that we must follow. So if you are going to be a Christian committed to God, you must have, and I'm saying that the tithe is the basic, is the basic, is the basic. You see, Jesus Christ himself showed us this scripture by going to the cross and dying on the cross. So his covenant was a covenant of blood. He shed his blood. Hallelujah. And he challenges us. He says, as he laid down his life, we must also lay down our lives. Or oh, you have not read it. Yes, we are supposed to also lay down our life. That's why I'm saying that. The tithe is the most basic covenant of sacrifice that you can do as a Christian. So if you are not doing it, you have not started. You can't pay your tithe. How can you give your life? How can you give your life? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Matthew 26 verse 27. Let's look at Jesus Christ very quickly. And he took the cup, gave thanks, gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it. I think we know this. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for, the, for many for the remission of sins. Next verse. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. So from this scripture, he's telling us, do you see, we all know that he shed his blood, he sacrificed, he went to the cross to die. And you see, the cross is at the center of Christianity. When you take out the cross, that's it. But the cross symbolizes a covenant that he was trying to do with us through that sacrifice. So you cannot have a relationship with God without a covenant by a sacrifice. Hallelujah. And I'm saying to you that the basic sacrifice, basic, is to pay tithe. Because Jesus Christ, he requires you and I to actually lay down our lives. He says, Matthew 16, 25. Matthew 16, 25. Let me just show you the scripture so that I don't speak my mind. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake will find it. Next verse. For what is a man profited if you gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You are supposed to lay down your life. 
you have to lay down your life. And there's a scripture that talks about the straight gate. Uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter 7. You have to lay down. You see, Jesus gives us um, a story. When he talked about the rich man, it being difficult for the rich man to enter heaven than for the camel to go through the eye of the needle. Please find that scripture. I think verse 7, 13, somewhere. Quickly, please. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. I was listening to Derek Prince, and he said something about this scripture, which I found very, very, very powerful. He said that he, he, is lived, he lived in Jerusalem for a long time. He knows Jerusalem very well, the Israelites very well. And he said that there's a gate into Jerusalem, the Jaffa Gate, a big gate like that. It says, during the day, it is open. But at night, because of thieves, robbers, enemies, they close it. And so if you are a traveler and you, are, you want to enter Jerusalem at night, there's a small gate within the big gate that they open for you to enter. Now, that small gate, you were saying that in those times, they go on camels. When they are traveling, they go on camels and then they have their luggage and everything on the, on, the, on the camel. But when you come at night and you have to enter the gate, you go through a small gate. So before the camel can also go in, you, the rider, you have to get down. You have to take all the luggage that is on the camel off. Do you see? And then he has to come down before he can enter. That's what Jesus was talking about. It's not easy for... And you see, he was saying that before you can enter the kingdom, you have to drop all the heavy things, all the load that you have, and you have to humble yourself and enter. And that's the, that's the, the, the picture that Jesus was painting, that if you're a rich man, if you can't do this, then you can't enter. Then even the camel, it will be easier for him to enter than you. What are we saying? You see, to be fully committed to God, we have to strip ourselves of all the things, encumbrances that keep us from really serving God. You see, the song we sang, it says, nothing is impossible. When we trust, the word is trust. You don't pay tithe. I don't see how you trust God. Oh? <laughs> you see, you, 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 you must trust God to make certain moves in your life. To follow him, you must, you must lay it down. You must lay it down. You must lay it down. You must lay everything down. Else you can't follow God. I'm telling you. And so if the tithe, like just 10% of your increase, you can't give it. You have not started your Christianity. Your work with God, you have not started. 
because there are many other things that you have to lay down to follow him to follow him to give yourself to him that's why jesus said you cannot enter except except you lay these things down that's why he says blessed is the one that has left wife has left mother all these things we have to leave them to follow him and you can't pay tithe you don't fear god neither is there a covenant that you have there is no covenant that you have with him by any sacrifice that you have done yes and it's a sacrifice you know your your salary is 2000 at the time you pay your rent house things even the amount that you have to spend to do all this is more than the 2000 and he's saying that the 10% is for me you see, so you actually have thousand eight. Meanwhile, your expenditure is three thousand plus, like just normal basic. It's not that you are stretching yourself to do anything wonderful, just the basic things. So you see that it's like, how am I going to do this? That's where you have to now trust God. That's where you have to trust Him. That's and it shows, it shows that. You, it shows that you believe in him like we read in Chronicles you are fully committed you are fully you fear him so it doesn't matter it doesn't you let me just pay even if it's thousand I'll manage it I fear God enough I trust God enough I am there's a covenant you know I was listening to prophet and he said that one day when he met Bishop Oedipo, he asked him that. He's been saying covenant, covenant, covenant. What's this covenant that he's talking about? So, Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything will be added to you. And Bishop Oedipo says that when he was going to get married, he told his wife that, look, me, I'm going to be a pastor. This, 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 this. He, he wrote it down. Like, these are the things. Are you ready to follow me? He gave him as a sign. <laughs> hey! And she signed. But the covenant is what has brought them where they are. A mighty ministry. Blessings, prosperity, and the power and the anointing of God. Are you hearing me? Church of God, there's a lot that we have to do. Some of you, even weekday, you won't come to church. Look, even weekday, you, when you sit in front of the television, before you realize five hours have come, but you spend one hour in, in the church and then you start to fidget. It's like close, 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 Bishop, it's time, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. I realize that that type of thing, eh, you don't get much from what God wants to do. You know, anytime I watch an, um, first lab experience, I get so blessed. It, it's far away. So you, you see that they are taking their time to minister song. You are being blessed. And when the prophet comes, he's just preaching. Just like, look, just feel free. We are here. It's such a blessing. We need to come to that place. Oh, you don't agree? Those of you there, none of you is clapping there. there. It's like, <laughs> we need to come to that place. I'm telling you. You rush in and rush out. God has not spoken. 
Gatling woman, when he comes, sticking her time. Because there's a time that the Holy Spirit is going to, just worshiping, taking time, taking time. When he comes, you know, ah, he's here. He's here. He's here. Then power and other things start to, but they'll be there for hours. Hallelujah. So I'm just using all this to tell you that there's a certain relationship that you must have with God. Do you see? Which when you do, tight is the least of your problems. That's the point that I'm making. Tight is the least. Is the least of the things. Hallelujah. Yeah. A covenant. You see, that is why Abraham was blessed. That is why Jacob was blessed. That is why Noah was blessed. Because they all had a covenant with the Lord. I don't know what you have with God. Since you became born again, you are starting to backslide. Anybody who is blessed, watch them closely. Like, they are working with God and God has blessed them. You watch. You see that they have a certain covenant with him. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, if you look at that prophet, he, he gave everything. You, you know, sometimes me, I like to think about these things. The other day, when I was preparing for this man, I just thought that, you know, Bishop Nye, what he has done is a wonderful thing. The last time he was telling us that every month he could save $5,000 savings. So there's more to know. No, me, these things, I think about them. No, 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 I think about them. I, I don't know what, even today, this was many years ago, even today, it's not, it's not small money. But you see, the person has a certain relationship with God. He fears God enough to lay it down and say, God, I'll follow you. Now, I told you that there are some people amongst us. Their faith, we must follow it. Don't just look at your pastor and then it's like, oh, that's it. Follow their faith. A prophet is one. We have our own pastor here. Yes. Yes. You know, it's very important that we do this things, church. Else our Christianity today, this problem, tomorrow that problem, because you, Olele, you don't have a certain strong relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. All right. Number one. Do not be financially useless. You should not be afraid. Matthew 25, 25. Very quickly and then I'll be closing. Matthew 25, 25. I think we have established why it should be. Everybody here must pay tithe. Everybody. Everybody. Every month without fail. Are you hearing me? Some of you, too, you don't pay tithe. You don't pay tithe. You don't. You don't. Meanwhile, you are a nice shepherd in the church. A nice sister in there and has been in the church for years. The pastor knows you. The pastors know you. I mean, you are there, but you don't pay tithe. You know yourself. You are the one I'm preaching to. 
Sometimes you wonder why you have certain problems. He's not near you. His secret is not with you. He's not strengthening you. Because you don't fear him. We must have a good fear of God. Do you see? Yeah, you must have a good fear. It's like the way you fear snakes. <laughs> you must have a good fear of God. Matthew 25, 25. And I was afraid and wet and hid thy talent in the earth. You know, this is the parable where Jesus talks about the talent. And I think essentially he was talking about using, you know, Bishop had a camp. You use it or you lose it. This is the parable. You don't use it. Whatever God gives us, the prosperity he has given you, the job he gave you from which you are drawing a salary, why don't you give your tithe? So this guy, he was afraid. Afraid because how is he going to pay his rent? Afraid because how is he going to pay the children's school fees? When I pay the tithe, already the money is not enough. So how am I going to pay school fees when I give the tithe? He was afraid. So he wouldn't invest. Because remember, the other two, they went to invest. They went to trade very hard and gain back. What God is telling you is that if you can only trust him and give that tithe, and give that tithe, you would get back far more. That is why he says that, prove me now herewith. If I will not open the windows of heaven, prove me. Prove me. Prove me. He, know, he said prove me because he knows that it's not easy. You think God, he doesn't know us. He knows us. He knows that you, you, it's, it's not enough. At least for some, some, he knows that it's not enough. Hallelujah. And then the other one, he said that in verse 26, his Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I sow not and gather where I have not strawed. He thought that somebody was cheating him. You know, sometimes people think that pastors are cheating them. It's like the pastor's work is very easy. Personally, I think that is one of the most difficult work. I've, 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 I've worked. We have, you know, by the grace of God, we didn't just come into full-time ministry. We have worked for many years. Honestly. 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 I mean, I would rather be an engineer somewhere eh, and have my money and be spending it without your problems, thinking that my shoe is from the offering. It's not a problem for me. My shoe is from the offering, direct. It's not a problem. Do you see? But I'm saying that it's easier. So somebody thinks that these people, they are cheating us. So I will never give. It's true. So some of you, you can give, but you will never give. Or your tithe is a thousand dollars. You look at it and say, ah, this one boy that is standing there, can he take thousand dollars? Look, let's give him some five thousand Ghana cities. Am I talking to you at all? 
Look, nobody is cheating you. Yes, at least from what I've said up until now, as you know that it's, it's a biblical something that you must do. If you say you love God, if you say you have a perfect heart towards him, I said the tithe is the lowest. God is looking for you, not your offering. He's looking for you yourself to come and lay your life down. Come and give yourself and let's take you to Bulga to go and do, pastor the church there. That is God. God, God is looking for you. Please, do you understand? Money there is the least of the things. Your substance is the least of the things. So don't feel that somebody is cheating you. Rather, you are cheating yourself. Because it says you are cursed with a curse. Curses. They are very wild though. And as we have grown, you know when you're a child, you are growing up, curses don't worry you. You know, last two weeks I went home. So when I went then, my mother said, ah, where are you coming from? So from a funeral. <laughs> he started laughing. <laughs> you know, at a certain age, he said, no, they are going for too, too many funerals. This, that, that. Then my father also came. <laughs> then my brother also came to the house. Where is he from? Uh? He's also from a funeral. <laughs> they told us, have you seen? It's a season or a stage of your life. Go, we used to tell them, going too much for now. Oh, yeah, you are coming. So, you see, there are cases that are waiting for you. You see, your mother's case, eh, it doesn't come till you are 25, sometimes till you are married. That's when then it comes. Yes. Yes. The case of not being able to stay with a man, then it has come. So then you marry, you'll be quarreling. Ah. Then when you sit down, you don't know why you are quarreling. <laughs> and he's saying that, just prove me by just showing that you love me by saying, Lord, this is for you. I will not take it. Please have it, have it, have it. And then he can turn that case and block it from coming into your life. That one too, you won't do it. Okay. All right. Fault finding attitude. Then he said, He which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man. Those of you think that your pastor is a hard man. You on Facebook say he's a hard man. And talking, chop, 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 Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. One day something. Look, you know, men of God, eh, you have to be very careful. You see, David, when Saul was doing his things, go and read that story. Go and read it. You understand. He said, hey, don't touch the anointed one. Somebody that God has poured his oil on, be afraid. Let God be the one to deal with him. Simpliciter. Even when they came to report that, you know, Saul is here, you can do this, da, 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 da. He said, this guy, we must kill him. He doesn't understand. Yeah. You are finding fault. Careful. 
We have to be careful. Pray for all of all of us. We have to pray for ourselves. I'm telling you. Always pray for yourself that Lord help me. Lord help me. Lord help me to the end. Help me to the end. Oh, to the end. Help me to the end. Finding fault. He's a hard man. He died. He's reaping where he has not sown. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? The person who gave you the talent, you know, he's reaping where he has no soul. <laughs> oh, he gave you the talent, and now you are telling him that this man is a very hard man. Meanwhile, some people have coolly gone to invest, and they are happy, and he's blessing them. You know, you have been faithful, you have been days, different things. Be careful, though. Look, if you are here, you don't pay the tithe, eh? Some of you, you are young, you like a student. Decide. Somebody gives you one density. You see, that's how it starts. So that's how it starts. That's why he said that. Verse 24. 24. Let's read it. Then he said, Then he which received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that thou art the hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, gathering where thou hast not stored. And I was afraid and went to hit that talent. And look, this is your talent. You see, it's like he saw it, he despised the talent because it's very small. It's like, oh, 10 cities there. One CD is nothing. You see, if you give me 10 CDs, I have to give one CD um, tithe. I'll put the other 10 CDs inside. Yes. Just, yeah, because I love God. You, you, you are trying. It's not easy. We are all trying. Do you see? Yeah. So, the tithe is the basic thing. And you can't do it. You are despising the things. Take your, take your, this thing. Take your talent. Hey. Hmm. The end of this man was not good. The last one as we finish. You see, with all this, you become useless because you are not investing. So financially, you are useless. You, your, your life is tight. Tight. You have all the time, you don't have money. You never have money. You never, today is this, tomorrow this, tomorrow. And you know sometimes the problems when they are coming, they come. You know, like an army, a battalion. They come like that. Yeah. Shall not be your story. I said it shall not be your story. Let me finish. Verse 26, his Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. Slothful servant. You know, this verse, when I read it, you get afraid. Because laziness means wickedness. Are you here? Those at the back, are you here? Don't worry, I'll close right now. Can you hear me? Laziness means wickedness to God. When you are lazy, you don't do anything in the church. He sees you as a wicked person. You can dance, you won't dance. To God, you are wicked. You can sing, you won't sing. To God, you are very wicked. You can finance the gospel. Like you have ability. He has given you that talent. You won't do it. To him, you are a wicked person. And the Bible says that the wicked, they have their part in hell. 
That's why I said, cast this unprofitable servant into outer darkness where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hallelujah. So you become financially useless when you will not invest what God has given you. The salary he gave you, the, he's telling you that the way to invest it is just take his own and give it to him and then you can use the rest. Hallelujah. And so now, practically, we are going to and help everybody who does not pay tithe to pay tithe. Very quickly. So you don't pay tithe. And you want to pay tithe. I want the ashes to give you an envelope. Okay, this is what we are going to do. The ashes will give you an envelope. You write your name, your date of birth, or your day of birth. And then your telephone number. At the back. We will generate a unique ID for you. That's why we need your date of birth, because your date of birth is unique to you. Are you listening? For you. And then you use it. So, within the week, by the grace of God, you receive an SMS that tells you that this is your ID. And then, the next time, wonderful. Please keep it there. Keep it there. Keep it there. The next time you are paying tithe, just use your membership ID. Because you see, the, 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 we should, we should say how we generate it. Uh, so, so very important. So if you are here like that, just give us a wave. This one there, we are doing it right now. You know, first service, we did the same. Ashes, please rise, rise, rise with envelopes. Please rise right now. Just give us a wave. They will help you. They will help you. I want you to practice. You see, we are practice. I said, you hear the word and you do it. Do you see? So I want to help you to be a doer of the word. So please, just lift up your hand. Uh, do you all pay tithe? Do you all pay tithe? Look at me, look at me. QCC, do you all pay tithe? Huh? Look, don't let me come there. If you don't, just lift up your hand. The ashes. You are shy or what? <laughs> please. Lift up your just wave it and the ashes will help you. All right, the tithe is confidential. Sometimes your money is so big. Do you see? When you will put your ID, that's it. Nobody will know that it's you. But at least you are doing you are sewing it nicely. All right. Just wave, just wave very quickly. Just wave. We are closing right now. Just wave and the ashes will help you. God bless you. Wonderful. Please rise to your feet. Please stand to your feet. Please rise to your feet. It's more than able to accomplish what we today. Oh, he is able. He can handle anything that comes my way. He is able. It's more than able to do much more than I could ever dream. Oh, he is able. More.
want to pray. There are some of us, we need to ask God for forgiveness, to have mercy on us. Some of us have never paid our tithe before. Some of us are very inconsistent. They are, you are regularly irregular in the pain of your tithe. But you know, God, he forgives sin. Hallelujah. He forgives sin. If only you ask him to forgive you, he will forgive you. And so I believe that as we have heard this word, we want to pray and say, God, have mercy on us. Have mercy on me. From today, I'm changing. Forgive me of the times of my disobedience. I've not reverenced you in my life. Because he says, if I am a father, where is my honor? Where is my fear? I want you to lift up your voice and pray this morning, this afternoon. Lord, have mercy on me. 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 Lift up your voice, church. Lift up your voice. Lord, have have mercy have mercy Lord from today I enter into covenant pray from today Lord I am entering into a tight covenant I will give my tent I will give my tent whatever is required of me my offerings I will bring it Lord I enter into that covenant with you this afternoon in the name of Jesus help me by your spirit Lord help me by your spirit Lord in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus our Lord I trust in you I am wholly committed to you in the name of Jesus I can hear you lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Shelege, Baliande, Balorada, Baredebe, Adalaba, Shagadaba, Oredebebebebe, Rabola, Borabo, Radi Basta, Baliasta, Baliasta, Balia, Cadolia Bende, Cadoria Bola, Sheba Cadola, Basibala, Bacasta, Baliasta, Baliasta, Adalaba. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your hand and give him thanks. Lift up your hand, give him praise. Lift up your hand, exalt the name of a living God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Ayadaba, Shayadaba, 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 Shayadaba. Rabo, 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 Rabo,
Rado, Rado, Rado. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. With all eyes closed, you are here. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. How can you fear God when you have not accepted Him in your life? He's not your master. You are here like that today, this very moment. God is giving you the opportunity to come to Him, to accept Him, to ask Him to forgive you your sins and for you to become born again, to become a child of God. If you are here like that, I want you to lift up your hand. Lift up your hand with me. Lift up your hand with me. Lift up your hand with me. I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm coming. I want to become a child of God. I want to be a citizen of the kingdom. You are like that. Lift up your hand high above your head. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. You've lifted up your hand. I want you to come to me. I want you to come to me. Come. Come and let's pray. Come to the front. Let's pray. You lifted up your hand. Come. Just help them to come. You lift that up your hand. Come. You lift that up your hand. Just walk to the front very quickly. God bless you. I see you from the back. Just come. Just come. Your life is changing from today. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. That is prayer. You pray to God and that's how you become saved. You ask him to forgive you of your sins and accept him as your Lord and Savior. And that's what we are coming to do. But I will help you in that prayer. Are you listening? Are you listening? I will help you to pray. Okay. So whatever I say, I want you to say it after me. But make it your prayer. Okay. Say it with belief. Yes. And just by that, something has taken place supernaturally. You have become a child of God. You are born of the Spirit. Amen. So close your eyes with me. Congregation, we can all help. Join in. Say with me, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you today. I thank you today. I have heard your words. I have heard your words. I realize I need you. I realize I need you. This afternoon, this afternoon. I ask your forgiveness. Forgive me, Forgive me 
of all my sins, all the bad things I've done, my wicked ways, the wrong things I've done, my sins, forgive me. I repent of all my sins. I will not do them again by your help. This afternoon, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Help me to live for you and to do your will. Say with me, Satan. I can't hear you. Satan, listen carefully. From today, me and you is finished. I will not live my life for you. I will not serve you again. I will only live for Jesus. I will only serve Jesus. Father, I thank you that you saved me, that I am born again. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church, Ghana, HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto you.